WPGU News Desk, here's today's headlines on WPGU 1071, Champagne's Alternative. With WPGU News, this is Tara Mobasher. It's August 3rd, 2021. Champaign police responded to a report of a shooting early yesterday morning on the 100 block of East Birdsley Avenue. On the scene, the police found a woman with five gunshot wounds who was transported to the hospital. She is in stable condition. A preliminary investigation revealed the offenders came in through the victim's front door, fired several rounds of gunshots, and left. As the officers were responding to the report, a black Dodge Durango crashed near Logan Street and Neal Street. When responding to the crash, officers found a firearm near the vehicle and determined the vehicle was stolen. The occupants fled by the time the officers arrived. The investigation is ongoing and no arrests have been made at this time. Champaign police ask that anyone with additional information contact them at 217-351-4545 or submit anonymous tips at 217-373-8477. Crime Stoppers will pay a $1,000 reward for anyone with information leading to an arrest. Governor J.B. Pritzker issued an executive order and signed four new bills yesterday that further established Illinois as the most welcoming state in the nation. The executive order created the Welcoming Illinois Office, which will work to help develop and implement processes that allow Illinois to become a more welcoming state for immigrants and refugees. House Bill 121 and Senate Bills 667, 1596, and Senate Bill 2665 strengthen the Trust Act, address hate crimes against immigrant communities, expand workplace protections for DACA recipients, form the Illinois Immigration Impact Tax Force, and make Illinois the second state in the nation to require local officials to end partnerships with ICE. Senate Bill 1596 is effective January 1, 2022, while all other bills are effective immediately. These actions are in line with Pritzker's previous efforts to expand protections for the safety and well-being of immigrant and refugee families. After a drop in coronavirus cases this summer, the Delta variant has accounted for a majority of new infections across the country. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has reported the Delta variant is likely more severe than previous strains of COVID-19, and it has proven to be as transmissible as the chickenpox. While only about half of the American population is vaccinated, the Delta variant is also resulting in breakthrough infections, causing fully vaccinated individuals to also be infected with and be able to transmit COVID-19. In Massachusetts, over 6,000 vaccinated people tested positive for COVID-19 since July 24th. In Illinois, 169 fully vaccinated individuals have died as a result of COVID-19, and nearly 650 have been hospitalized. However, the rate of breakthrough cases for fully vaccinated individuals is still under 1%. As a result of this and other states' COVID-19 case increases, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has recommended that all individuals wear masks indoors regardless of vaccination status. The university has followed suit requiring face coverings for all individuals in all campus facilities. Yesterday was a big day at the Tokyo Olympics, particularly for women's gymnastics, where Jade Carey of the United States won gold in floor finals, and Simone Biles announced she would be competing in the last individual event, the balance beam. Laurel Hubbard of New Zealand made history as the first openly transgender athlete to compete in the Olympics. Canada beat the United States in women's soccer and will compete for the gold medal, while the U.S. now strives for bronze. 
The Women's Shot Put Ceremony saw a political demonstration as silver medalist Raven Saunders lifted her arms over her head into the shape of an X, symbolizing unity with oppressed people. Other instances of the symbol were later identified, including at the fencing and hammer throw medal ceremonies. A Belarusian sprinter has been offered asylum in Poland after her country tried to forcibly send her home following her criticism of her country and coaches for entering her into a relay event which she hadn't trained for. Today's event finals include women's balance beam, various track and field events, and diving. Chicago's famous music festival Lollapalooza has ended and many are worried it will lead to an uptick in cases. Mayor Lori Lightfoot has defended her decision to hold the festival, saying that vaccinations will keep people safe. Lightfoot has also said that Chicago has been holding large outdoor gatherings, such as sporting events, and hasn't seen an issue so far. Many people have expressed disdain for the event after pictures of unmasked festival goers on public transportation and giant crowds were circulating. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker announced that he would not be attending due to the CDC's findings that vaccinated individuals can transmit the virus. In a Twitter post, Lollapalooza said that around 90% of their attendees were vaccinated and the others either showed proof of a negative test or were turned away. That's it for today. Contributing reporting for this newscast was provided by Emily Crawford, Mac Dudley, Jane Knight, Tori Gelman, and Kayla Mish. Our interim regional editor is Tori Gelman, our interim political editor is Owen Henderson, and our sports editor is Jackson Janes. Our deputy news director is Emily Crawford, and our news director is Justin Malone. For WPGU News, I'm Tara Mobasher. This newscast was brought to you in part by the Illinois Rural Health Association. The Illinois Rural Health Association invites all rural health care administrators, clinicians, and grad students to the 32nd Annual Educational Conference. This in-person event, featuring over 20 educational sessions geared toward rural practice, runs August 11th through 12th at the iHotel in Champaign. Registration and a full conference brochure can be found at www.ilruralhealth.org.